Welcome to today's podcast. It's one o'clock right now in Podcastville, Tuesday, August 2nd. A guest from TPS. Her name is Heather Baker, Executive Director of Community Engagement, Outreach, and Student Support. She's got a long title, she's got a lot of jobs, and she loves doing all of them. Heather is a glowing rainbow of energy and passion for what she does and who she works with at TPS. Heather will be along in just a couple of moments here. Um, I had totally forgotten because I'd been so wrapped up with all the concert tickets I've been able to give away today here on, on the radio show, Imagine Dragons, 90s House Party, and Cedar Point tickets. I completely forgot that Nellie was last night at the Monroe County Fair. Um, concerts are not my, not my thing. A lot of people... And a lot of loud and a lot of decibels, not my perfect outing. But if you would have said, Eric, you've just got to pick one concert to go to in the area, other than Matchbox 20 never coming here, I would have gone to that. I would have done, I might have done Nelly last night, especially because it was a pretty nice night. Um, a couple of other things to get to before we bring in Heather. Uh, I saw that the, the Waterville uh, community meeting about the amphitheater that uh, it could could wind up being there as soon as next spring. Uh, not a great start, but at least people are interested, probably because they have a lot of critical feedback and a lot of opposition to the amphitheater. What, like 9,500 people? Um, there were too many people for the fire code, so they had to postpone the meeting. So not a real good great taking of the temperature by whoever set that meeting up. So not off to a great start. Hopefully they can correct it and get everybody in there. Um, I see, I saw in the article that I read about the meeting being canceled and previously people had brought up the failed waterfront uh, venue that was planned in Rossford in 1999. And I don't quite get the correlation other than they're similar type venues we're talking like two decades later. And I think that failed because of money. This, look, maybe the money here will not work out. But I'm still looking and asking for more connections between the two because I, I, I see more dissimilarities than not. And if the Waterville people are like, look, we want, our, we want to keep our community small and quiet regardless how much money this brings in... We'll see if they get their way. And I don't know if that's what they want, but that's what at least it sounds like. Um, another thing. And let this is not me being crotchety or get off my lawn. I'll make a really good analogy that will maybe soothe this over for you for what I'm about to say. Uh, there's a story on WTOL.com today. Trivium Development buys old Finley Argyle property. Um they will have plans for an apartment and commercial space. So, mixed use. I am I am I'm over a couple of different things. We have murals everywhere. Uh murals ubiquitous. Farmers market, farmers markets much the same. And also mixed use places. So, farmers markets uh, murals everywhere, which are many are so lovely. And of course, um, uh, the mixed use stuff. I'm not saying they're bad. You absolutely love them. I'll give you the analogy now and let you understand more of my thinking. I, 
I tire of things quickly. It's it's unfortunately in my nature. This is just me. I'm glad you enjoy all three of those things and you are not nearly um, at an empty tank or full tank or fatigued of those things as I might be a little bit. Um, it's like it's like an Ed Sheeran song. Like, you love it. It's so good. It's such a good song. Bad Habits and Shape of You will be around forever. And they will always be the same quality songs. But you just heard it enough times. And you want a break. That makes some sense, right? Let me bring in Heather Baker, who is a wonderful visit to talk about more than just the community event coming up for TPS right now. Good morning. Good afternoon. I'd like to welcome my new friend. She may or may not remember my name for the next 20 minutes or so. (laughs) Heather Baker from TPS. You are uh, outreach and community manager. Did I get that right? Um, Executive Director of Community Engagement and Student Supports. But yes, that is what I do. I am always uh, all about the community and connecting families to resources. So title doesn't matter. I'm glad that uh, it's not title. It's what we do, right? Right. It's what we do. I'm glad Larry uh, from Safety Net and Zeph was able to connect us. Yes. Larry's awesome. He is. He's a good dude and I support everything they do over there. Um, We have something coming up here on August 10th. That's primarily while you're here, but I have some other TPS things to run by you. Don't worry, no ambush questions or anything <laughs> like that. After all, this is like the first normal school year for everybody in three years, right? That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah, last year was a, a test run. We were in school. Our kids were are present and, and in the buildings, and, and we made it through, and, and things went really well. So, yes, now we're, we're definitely geared up and ready to go. I'll come back to that. What's the community forum that's happening August 10th, 4 to 7 at the Wayman Palmer uh, YMCA? We are so excited about this event coming up. What we really want is to hear from our parents. Um, But why not hear from our parents and make it fun, too? So we're going to have some bouncy houses. We're going to feed our our, our families. Uh, We're going to have some music, some carnival games. We're going to make it a lot of fun. We're going to be giving out school supplies as well. Um, But the purpose of the event is I want to know what you are liking about TPS. What experiences would you like to see your students have? What different things could we be doing better in our service of our community? my thing is we work for you, right? Mm-hmm. We want to hear from you. Um, and, and we can't improve on the things that we know need to be improved on until we know that we need to improve on them. So it's that communication, that back and forth. But really want to share out uh, resources. We'll have vendor tables there with resources, uh, free giveaways. Um, really, it's all about connecting our families to those resources and the things that they need. Who are some of the vendors that will be out there? Oh, actually, Zeph is going to be there. Great. We'll have Job and Family Services. We're going to have uh, a few others. I don't. I should have brought my list, but it'll it'll be really, really awesome. Some. We're going to have the YMCA will be there. They'll be speaking about the new Wayman Palmer that's going to be happening. Yeah. So excited about all of our partners um, will be there. So it's, it's going to be really cool. Four to seven, August 10th, TPS Community Forum and at the uh, Community Forum at the Wayman Palmer YMCA. Uh, is there a place people can go online to find out a little bit more? Um, actually, I can send a flyer to you, sir, that has details on it. Um, and that? That flyer, yes, I sir. I have that flyer. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'll, I'll share that on my socials if I have oh, I, I already have done that, but I will share again so that people can stop out. Is this is this the first kind of thing you've done like this? I mean, you're always looking for feedback. There's mm-hmm. parent meetings and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but those things probably haven't had bouncy houses before, right? No, they have not had bouncy houses. So this is the first time we've combined these two events. Um, this is the first of three that will be happening this year. Um, there will be another uh, community forum in January. We haven't set a date as of yet or a location, um, but that will be a little bit more formal. There won't be bouncy houses there. 
Um, but it'll definitely be that same type of conversation that we like to see happen, that give and take between our parents. Really, we want to just make sure we're staying in touch. Are, are we doing a good job connecting you to resources? Do you feel like you have what you need? We want to make sure uh, the students are safe, right? We want to have a safe uh, climate and environment so they can learn and grow. And we know that that's only going to take place when we're working with our partners and talking to our parents. Um, so that's what we're doing. I don't say this tongue in cheek at all because it's just the world that we live in now. Do you have any? Are you gonna have any food trucks there? Not food trucks. Love food trucks. Okay. But we'll be grilling. Okay, we're gonna have a grill there. Just as good. Yeah, just as and good. we'll be grilling. So just as good. Um, are you anticipating? You know, free free school supplies for this event. Are you anticipating more of a need? Uh, things in need. People in need has escalated so much in the last year or so in a variety of ways. Are you anticipating a rise in the need for school supplies and maybe uh, even other things? Clothing. Most definitely, all of that, and then some. Um, trauma. Trauma with 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 what's happened with COVID, we know the traumas increased, um, domestic violence increased, um, so and needs have increased. We're seeing more mm-hmm. homeless students and families than ever before. Um, so we're we're ready to we're we're getting ready. We know we have to be ready. We have to arm our teachers and our staff to be prepared to see all this trauma, to be prepared to see students that are going to need more than they've ever needed before. And so we're always all about wraparound services and making sure that we ha- we're able to to bridge those gaps to meet those needs. So yes, we are going to be armed and prepared. Uh, with book bags full of school supplies. Great. Um, if I happen to run out there at that event, I'll be taking names and numbers and I'll make sure they have what they need before school starts. Has there been any specific training that you've worked with the teachers and administration so that they're prepared for these different circumstances? Like the kids going to school now and everybody talked about this, you know, my kids are going to be challenged in so many ways because of COVID. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is truly a different era, not from like when we went to school, but right. from like 2016. Right. Has there been any training or a assistance for the teachers i know they're they're well i'll just leave the question that and then i'll continue on so yes sir. yeah um we have done trauma-informed care training Great. for multiple years it's usually in august this will be the first year we're not doing this big district-wide training um but i think we have something a little bit cooler than that we opted to go with multiple um little like trauma classes that they can take and it's like a menu of trauma classes recognizing toxic stress in a student or recognizing toxic stress in your co-worker because guess what us as adults we're coming in uh with these book bags full of trauma too Mm -hmm. and sometimes it just takes one little button being pushed and 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 boom we want to make sure everybody is bringing their best mental health game to the table right our students and our our teachers so we we have all these trauma uh little mini classes that they could take whether it be 15 minutes or an hour um it's going to be awesome it's all virtual so they could pick and choose a menu of of 40 different things all surrounding trauma so that's going to be a little bit different than our big august training that we usually have in person but we we thought this would be a really cool way to do it. It works for those with short attention spans, works sure. for those with <laughs> a slightly longer attention span, but we're always looking for creative ways to get the message across. Uh, TPS has been, I, I don't know if the word innovative is right, but definitely outside the box. One of the things that struck me a couple of years ago was Dr. Durant and the team mobilized the buses to be Wi-Fi mm-hmm. hotspots. And I was excited to see some ideas like that over the duration of COVID right. through the very challenging times. Um, what are the different things that you just talked about? Short attention span long attention span that's kind of customization are there other things that are going to be new for this school year whether it's for the teachers the students or whoever else right so first of all i have to give a shout out to the best superintendent in the land man uh dr duran is amazing um really one of the best i've ever done it he is uh the energy that he brings um the creativity that he brings and he keeps everyone motivated right you cannot be a slouch <laughs> working for him so we're always trying to think outside of the box always trying to think of ways to bridge those gaps um it, 
I think what's going to be different this school year than ever before, um, we had a lot of veteran teachers and new teachers that had to get um, very into this virtual world, Mm -hmm. right? Some had never taught that way, right? Most had never taught that way. But when I say all of our teachers, absolutely amazing, stepped up to the plate and taught those classes virtually and to be able to reach through a a screen, Mm -hmm. right? To teach and connect with the student, that's a totally different thing. So now, even though our students will be there, we're using technology in lots of creative ways because we've opened this door. And so now that the door is open, all of our students have these these devices that they're able to use. We Mm -hmm. don't, you know, we didn't take those back. So we're going to be using those in creative and different ways in the classroom so just really excited about even though you know you have to look for the gray linings with COVID right that's definitely been one of the gray linings we're not even meeting the same now we can have virtual meetings a lot more different save money on all that travel cost and yeah. conferences are virtual so a lot of different things are happening we could do more training and better use of time than ever before um, what's a misconception how, how long have you worked with TPS oh wow 25 years good then I'll continue with my question what's it <laughs> what's a misconception about TPS that really it really grinds your gears um, that it, you know, sometimes you hear, you, you only hear the negative mm-hmm. and, and sometimes you hear, you know, oh, that's not a good school district or, uh, you know, man, it, it really is. We have the best teachers and the best students, right. Uh, that work so hard. And I think one of the things about when you're really good at what you do, you don't always take a lot of time to brag about it. You're not always putting out all the good that you do. You just keep your head down to the grind and you just work mm-hmm. and you get it done. Um, when people look at our our, our our growth, when they look at our services for our special education students, when they look at how in every one of our schools we have mental health organizations, partners that are in the building, so not just our counselors who are mental health experts, but additional help for our kids. I mean, the different things that we're doing, you can't find anywhere else. You can't find um, our, our, our career uh Tech, uh, any of those things that we uh, like are all these different the med tech program that's coming yeah. we have more suburban kids trying to get into our district to get access to these programs <laughs> I, so it's amazing I, we're doing amazing work you really are you really are and, and i was just gonna say i have to slap myself on the wrist because um one of the things that i'm always excited to talk about on my platforms is that kids these days high school kids middle school kids have the opportunity to deviate away from where we were told Go to college or else. Um, and I would always talk about Penta and and some other opportunities. And I would mm-hmm. always forget about the Toledo Technology Academy, which oh, I've man. had the chance to visit a few times. Amazing. And it's like there's aerospace stuff there. Right. Kids- and, can, can you talk about maybe that a little bit, but also go back to the med program, which is new this year as well. And some of these opportunities that these kids have so they don't have to have their face pushed into college like we did. Oh, man. It, and it's And it's not an either or. I think that's what really TPS is pushing with our career tech program. It's not an either or. A lot of these places, once you get linked into the work portion of it, will pay for you to go on to college. So it's not an either or, um, but it's a start. It's, it's an opportunity for you to get to see what's my passion. Oh, I really like this. I do think I want to, you know, be in medicine. So I can give a quick funny story about myself. I really just knew I wanted to be a pediatrician. Um, straight A student go off to college and th- that first fetal pig did me <laughs> in. It was over with. I'm yeah. like, oh God, this is totally gross. I don't want to have anything to do with this this is not but I had wasted all this time and energy and tons of classes before I got to that so if we can introduce our students to that world ahead of time they can go you know what this is awesome this is what I want to do or mm, let me try something else before we get to college before we're wasting that money and that time and man our TTA Toledo early I mean I could go on and on the list just continues to get longer every year because Dr. Durant will come up with another amazing idea like the med tech program um but they're all 
all individually amazing schools that give our students awesome opportunities to see and connect to the real world and work. What is a what is a day in the life of you at school during the school year look like? Uh, for me, it is hustle and bustle. I am constantly on the phone with a lot of our families. Some of the stories are sad that sure. have been evicted or are homeless. I need clothes, food, um, and we will we will find a way. I have an eight thousand dollar water bill, and that's why my kids not coming to school because we 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 don't have water. Um, how, how do you make those connections? So finding a way to get that bill paid, to get the water back on, or the pipes have burst, or it could be anything. A lot of people say, well, those parents just don't care. But if I don't know where, as a mom, where we're going to be sleeping tonight or what we're going to be eating tonight, it's not that I don't think school is important, but that's not the number one thing on my list right now, right? right? So you got to look at Maslow's hierarchy, which is more important. I, I have to have somewhere to sleep tonight, and we have to have something to eat tonight. So if we can help solve some of those bigger issues, if we can help connect you to resources and get some of those bigger issues solved, right, remove some of those barriers for you, then we could focus on making sure Johnny's at school every day and on time. Yeah. And really just wrapping services around Johnny. And, and I totally believe in two-gen, right, two-generation services. So I'm not just dealing with Johnny at school because Johnny's got to go home. Yeah. Yeah. So what's happening when Johnny goes home? Not that it's that, again, mom cares. Mom definitely cares. How can I help mom too? How can we wrap services around that whole family? Um, so that's what my day looks like, connecting to our shelters. We work with multiple family shelters in the area. Any shelter that takes kids is a partner of ours, and we supply school supplies there, clothing, you know, whatever they need, uh, transportation. Um, it's a lot of work, but we get it done. We've got a great team to help me out. Do, do the families know that these things are out there? Because one of the things that I have have been able to observe over the last couple of years by meeting so many people like you and Larry and uh, I think she is the dearest human being, uh, Wendy Huntley, over at Connecting Kids oh, to man, Meals. She's awesome. And I can one of just our partners too. See, like I, I get to go visit what they do over there, and I could just see the passion in her, but also how tiring it can be because you wish you could do more. Um, do 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 families know that these services exist? I think we're doing a much better job yeah. of getting that information out there, right? And the more we get the information out there, the more, um, the, oh, just thank God, the connections happen. The more partners mm -hmm. we meet, the more connections we make, and the greater pool of resources we have. Um, I think that's the one thing that Dr. Duran has helped us all to realize is power and partnerships, that we yeah. cannot do this alone. You know, if we could do the work alone, we every single kid would be graduating. they all be amazing. But we know we need partners to help us fill in those gaps and to help us, you know, so all of our kids can, can you know, graduate and grow up and be college and career ready that's the mission so we want to get it done but we can't do it by ourselves so absolutely absolutely that, and to your point of like if things are going wrong at home um even if it's the parents being concerned about water heat whatever it may be no electricity no food right. I mean, life has interrupted more than ever right. before so i'm glad that you're able to step in and help with those services Most definitely. and i hope the families accept them because now is not a time to let pride stand in people's right. way right trust Right. And that's the one thing I, I'm so glad that I kind of get to live out my passion in this way. It's building relationships with these families and building trust because you're right. They're not going to open up right away and they're not going to always accept the help right away. But once you start building that relationship, we've got families that we helped five and six years ago that still call and they'll share good news. They're all fine now, but they're just calling to share good news. Guess what? I got a better job or good. guess what? This is happening. And did you know Johnny's going to be graduating next week? You know, yeah, we knew Johnny's going to be graduating because we've been watching Johnny, too. But so excited that we're still connected and that we're still communicating and talking so wonderful it's really cool I'm, I'm pleased that i get to do what i love you are beaming right now truly <laughs> um, and i've got to tell you, you talked a bunch about mental health i am a very big mental health advocate yeah. um in 2017 and 18 or so when i started working with the lewis 
Lucas County Suicide Prevention Coalition. Mm-hmm. There's no good acronym for it. Um, it was always hard to kind of get in with TPS. And okay. I get some some red tape and whatever else, relationships. Um, but again, silver lining of the pandemic. Uh, no one anymore, very few, are are waving away mental health assistance. And we've mm-hmm. all learned how vital and, and important it is. So in my touch points with TPS, mm-hmm. I see that they are now embracing it like so many others. In fact, um, uh, Andre Tiggs over around yes. the corner. Amazing Lo- dude. Love that guy. He is awesome. Quite phenomenal. Um, My husband uh, is one of the fire chiefs with Toledo Fire Department, so he worked with Mr. Tiggs. And just wonderful family. Tiggs family, just awesome people. But yes, we have always been about mental health and at one point did have a strong relationship with the Suicide Coalition. Time and different things happen. And like you said, red tape. Um, I've been meeting with Mariah Cordino. I'm going to yes. mess up her last name and she's going to kill me. Absolutely love her. She's so powerful, does amazing work. So we're working to build that back up. But again, I think one of the issues was at the time we were placing all of our mental health partners in the building and, and making sure that relationship was set up so that our students will have direct daily contact uh, with additional mental help if, if they needed more than just what the counselor was able to provide. And just like a short five years or so ago, we were focusing on, on counselors and services like that in schools like to get them through school and then right. out of it. Right. And then the paradigm kind of shifted. And yes, to sir. their to their credit, it was the generation that said, my mental health matters. Right. And then obviously this all happened and we're like, oh, uh, all of our brains. None of our brains are better than they were three years ago. Right. Um, one last shot with this, the community forum happening on August 10th from 4 to 7 at the Wayman Palmer YMCA. Any final touches we can put on that or upcoming events uh, beyond that I know you mentioned? Just show up. Come on out. Hang out with us. Uh, all the vendors that'll be there, the partners that'll be there, they're going to all take a couple minutes to speak and talk about their resources and and um, definitely how you can connect in with that. Um, but the main thing is we want to hear from our parents, right? How can we help? How can we serve better? Because that's what this is. It's all about service, right? Helping out your, your fellow man. So how can we be a better service to you and your family and make those connections, remove barriers? Because we want Johnny at school every day and on time. And we want yeah. him happy and healthy. And we want to just send him back home just a little bit smarter than he came, right? Yeah. So how do we do that? How do we make that happen that's working together so just show up august 10th four to seven at wayman palmer we'd love to see you we uh we know that it's really easy to just type out a post or something like that complaining about this or that um but it it's not as effective as coming to these events and sharing your thoughts with someone who will listen to you uh, with or without judgment you know because you need you want to do what's best for the students at the end of the day that's what everybody wants what's best for the kids right we work for the community we serve the community Uh, we want to do the best work we can for the community i am open to hearing how i can do it better open to hearing that. Some of these conversations are going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. I've been in those rooms and had those uncomfortable conversations, but that's the only way I knew how I could grow, how we could stretch ourselves, how we can get better. And that's what Dr. Durant wants us to do. We want to serve better. Um, so that's all, what this is all about, serving better. Do you have a favorite TPS um, building or school? Oh, you're going to get me in trouble. Good. No. Ne- I do- <laughs> where, actually, where did you go? I actually, I'm from Akron. I okay. went to John R. Bookta High School. I'm a Bookta Griffin till I die. Okay. Um, I came up here again thinking I, I wanted to be that uh, pediatrician. I, it, it, well, listen, I started at Kent, so this is funny. Started at Kent okay. to be the pediatrician, then came up here to UT thinking I wanted to be a pharmacy. But how God works, he just every job, every internship, I kept running into kids, and that would be the best part of the day. And I'm like, gosh, these kids are so much fun. And hated both interns, hated the, the pharmacy internship. Grades were great, probably would have did fine with that, but was born to be a teacher. 
So I went back to school again uh, for uh, my master's in elementary education, was a teacher, then went back again uh, for my S specialist to be an administrator and just have moved on along. What'd you teach? I was a math teacher, a math specialist in mm. elementary. So if you, okay, how about that? A list of where I taught. Um, I've taught at Eastside Central, Fallmeyer, both of those are closed now. Eastside Central, Fallmeyer, Kaiser, um, let's see, LaGrange, Lincoln. Then I was a dean at Robinson Junior High You've School. You've been all around. All around. Yes, love. Loved it and uh, was assistant principal at Reynolds. I was a principal down at our juvenile uh, uh, center, juvenile justice center, where our students, some of our students are detained. Very wonderful job to have, though, because you got to make connections with the students and let them know, hey, mm-hmm. this is not your end. We can we can grow beyond this. <laughs> we can do something different, make better choices. And then on to hearing officer and, and kind of what I'm doing now. So Of all those roles, what was your favorite? Aside from this, because I can see... I can see you beaming now in the glow. I really have to say being um, a hearing officer was really cool because even though the students were in front of you at the time, possibly um, getting expelled because of a bad decision, um, it was like a... a ministry like a mentorship right you you have a captured audience mm-hmm. right here with a parent that we can have a conversation about how we can make better decisions what what can i do to assist you to not do this ever again <laughs> you you bring something up that i had forgotten about and it, it because it's not the school year when the kids do something bad um if it's not too egregious where there might be some type of criminal charges mm-hmm. or they are arrested um there is no expelling as there once was right because there are measures because now we look at the kids differently go what's what's wrong how can we help and obviously there's a penalty and a punishment that you've got to serve but we look at we look at these kids through a different paradigm now right right most definitely um i i was blessed uh uh, chosen by dr Durant to lead our our team um in 2017 we rewrote the student code of conduct um so it started off with a whole bunch of community conversations right where we pulled um tons of voices together about what would you like to see change what would you like to see different um, mainly we knew we needed to change the language our current a code before that had a lot of criminalizing language mm-hmm. right but these kids aren't criminals and they're not doing anything necessarily criminal but it was just the way it was written and a know this know this know this know this but it didn't tell you what i needed you to do it just right. told you what not to do so we rewrote all that and shifted all of that um, to to talk about expectations and to talk about true change in behavior. We're not looking to punish. I don't want to punish you. I want to help you. I want to help you to make better decisions, and I want to help you to see that you can reach these expectations. You can do this. Um, it's not hard to make this right choice. Um, so the discipline code looks totally different than it used to be, and it's all about keeping our students in their seats, right? Expulsion being the very last resort, right? Yeah. Any law involvement, very last resort. We want to do true change true behavior modification and that's through interventions mm-hmm. right so johnny let's use johnny again johnny may be just very impulsive right he just he likes to be up and out of his seat he's moving he's growing and before he can think to raise his hand he's shouting out right now after the 20th time of johnny shouting out and interrupting the lesson you know, is that really worth sending Johnny out of the classroom? I know he's interrupting, and I got 25 other kids I have to make sure is get it, they're getting it. But what can I do to help Johnny say, hey, if you could stay on your seat for this half an hour, if we could have a half an hour of you not shouting out, let's talk about what you do <laughs> for that half an hour. So Johnny may say, well, I'll, I'll take a sticker on the, you know, we'll talk about 
whatever that's going to be, right? Whatever Johnny will work for. And so we'll look at it as small segments. And then next week, maybe instead of half an hour, we can get Johnny to do that for an hour. Mm -hmm. And we can grow that thing. Now, that's probably not the best intervention that I've explained, but you get the picture. I do, I do. So so we, in this new uh, code of conduct, we got tons and lists of interventions and different things that we're putting in place so that it's not about sending you out of the classroom. I want you in the room. Because in the room is where you're going to learn. In the room is where you're going to grow. And where good things are going to happen. Yeah. Um, Thanks so much for your time, Heather Baker. August 10th, uh, the TPS Community Forum. Wayman Palmer, lots of bouncy houses, lots of food. We're grilling out, but more than anything, lots of resources and information for TPS. Thank you for the time. This was awesome. A lot of fun. I hope to come back soon. You can come back whenever you'd like.